Hey listener, this is Out of Beta. My name is Peter Soom and my co-host is Matt Wensing. Matt is the founder of Summit and I'm the founder of Reform and on this podcast you get to follow along on our startup journeys. If you're a new listener, don't forget to check out our website on autobeta.fm to find our entire back catalog. Matt. Peter, how you doing? Good, how are you? I have, I have stories, but I'll save those for the updates. I'm good, but I, I'm, <laughs> so I'm tired, but I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, well, I kind of told you already, but I think right now is I'm like in the most tired period of my life ever. And it's brutal, man. Like for a very long time, like we've been up every hour, sometimes every half hour. And everyone is an expert. So you don't even get like pity from people. They just give you children's sleep advice because will work for their children will obviously work for your child. You're just holding it wrong. But I don't know. You know, we got that for years with one of ours who did not sleep well. And you just get to the point where you start to accept the fact that people don't understand how different children are. And they have absolutely no idea what you're going through. And their advice is basically worthless. So it's not <laughs> cynical, just facts. It's, it's, it's coping facts that help you cope. It's like, it's like people who compare anything else. You're like, well, for, I just launched the product, put a price on it. It started growing. And then I started doing paid ads. So you should just do that. You know, yeah. <laughs> parenting threads. <laughs> yeah. I wish you could just like take advice and like apply it to your own life. And then it just worked. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. Yeah. So, uh, this, being tired and being up all night is correlating with me having, you know, a second job. So um, um, it's hard to do creative stuff. It's it's pretty easy to do stuff you know, when you know what to do. Mm-hmm. But like writing stuff and think about new ideas is really hard. And that mm-hmm. I feel like that like that has a big risk of becoming a bottleneck. And mm-hmm. I'll talk about that in my update because we're we have some creative bottlenecks uh, <laughs> right now. But yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that in my update. And before we do updates, I'll talk about our sponsor, Eduflow. I think every, all our listeners know about Eduflow now. I did finally release the third part of the interview we did with the founder, David. So if you haven't listened to it yet, you can download all three episodes now and listen to one and a half hours of right, what I feel like is really solid startup content and hear about how they scratched their own niche, raised money, joined YC, got Google as a customer, kind of switched from the VC track to a more like profitable, almost like a bootstrapper kind of track. And today there are like 12 people profitable and have a pretty cool company. And Eduflow, their product is a tool for building online courses within your organization. And uh, it's pretty cool. I, uh, I hope Reform is big enough eventually that we can, that we have a need for internal courses. I don't think you need to be very big, but probably more than just Bjorn and I. Maybe I could do a course, online course with Bjorn about something. <laughs> Meaning of life or something. Yeah, sure. You've got some years. No. <laughs> yeah, so uh, eduflow.com slash beta if you want to check out the product and get a really nice discount. And uh, the, the podcast feed for beta is where part one, two, and three of the podcast we did with them is available. Thank, Thank you, Eduflow. Thank you. Actually, if anyone is interested in getting a similar treatment, we are starting to look for sponsors again. My DMs are open if anyone wants to talk about that. So uh, you want to do some updates? Let's do it, man. So I have been kind of in mad scientist mode. What do I mean by that? 
That's the vibe I got, yeah. Yeah. I told you yesterday, you are relentless. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to stop. <laughs> You're just going to keep pushing. I, yeah. I, actually, has any... Why did you choose that word? Have we used that word before to describe me? It's just how it felt. Like I was like, you know, like a few weeks ago, I felt like, okay, like they're at a, like a, 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 a I want to say plateau, but like not in a negative way, but like they're at a, a product plateau, like where Cruising it kind of all to. makes sense. And like yeah. they can kind of, and then you just like, then you just keep pushing and it's like, okay, he is. At, and, and you were talking about like, well, I won't give your update, but like you were talking about basically onboarding and eliminating onboarding almost like it's like okay there was another level to this that i hadn't seen and he's just <laughs> pushing ahead yeah so <laughs> i built this calculator last week so most people know i'm building roughly a calculator a day these days which is its own kind of relentless but that's just the grind and it's fun and they take like a couple hours to build at most and it's fun and people have been submitting ideas and I feel like, you know, I've never been this, but it's like, I'm the, I'm the DJ or I'm the guy taking orders behind the counter and people are just walking up and saying, Hey, I could use a calculator for paid acquisition or for net payback or for churn or for whatever it is. And I build it and people enjoy it because they're literally asking me for what they want and I build what they want. And I'm using summit to build tools and products, summit the platform that is, and I built one that was scratching my own itch, which is always dangerous, but I I also know that nothing like it really exists that I've found, which is, let's say I want to maybe buy a short-term rental property. Or let's say I want to buy a property and turn it into a short-term rental unit. So basically to put it on Airbnb, which a lot of people do. I haven't done it. I've thought about it, but you know, wouldn't it be great if there were a calculator that could take into account like nightly rates, length of stays, weekend rates, seasonality, where it's a ski lodge, so rates spike big time over the holidays. And because Summit's a simulator and it knows things like holidays and weekends and all of these things, it's just a fantastic sandbox or just a very fertile ground for building this kind of model or this app. So I built it and really cool, really loved it. But the problem was when I got to the end of it, I was like, wow, for every single month of the calendar year, You've got different nightly rates and weekday rates. You've got different occupancy amounts because it's completely booked in the, in the winter, but like maybe nobody comes here in October yet, you know? And so you've got four, roughly four parameters per month times 12. It's 48 there, plus like maybe five or six baseline numbers that apply to everything. So you're about over 50 input fields for this calculator. And then it does this incredibly complex calculation for you. It basically spits out a chart that says... Yeah, your your income's going to be this. Your property ownership costs are here. These months you're going to be negative. These months you're going to be positive. Over the course of a year, you're going to net this much. And oh, by the way, if you're not going to buy it until February and you're going to miss that busy season, it's going to completely change the cash flow that you're going to need to support this property to get started because you missed the first busy season. So like that kind of stuff, ah, I just love it, right? But then I realized it was just so daunting to fill out. So I just started thinking, I, I'm familiar with this website called AirDNA, and there's other places like it where they basically give you, they show you a dashboard analytics about a property, kind of like a Zillow, but they know that you're thinking about turning it into a rental property. And so they're giving you all of the data that you need to power this simulation, effectively telling you what 
the average occupancy rate, every, all 50 values, let's say roughly are, are sitting there on the screen. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I need them to just type that into summit. That's kind of a pain, right? Like here's the calculator, there's the values, type those in. And so I just thought about it for a couple days. And at some point over the weekend, I don't know if it was a shower thought or a dog walking thought or just something. It just popped in my head that like, this is what browser extensions are really good for is like taking bits of data and copy pasting it from one place to another. And then I remembered that, you know, summit, you summit models are callable by URL. So I just I suddenly realized like, wait a minute. And then that, that was like brewing in one hand. And then Patrick Campbell from ProfitWell reached out and he said, he saw our SaaS forecast and he's like, Hey, could we, could people integrate their ProfitWell metrics with this? And I'm like, we could do a backend integration. That's going to take a long time to do. I've actually done it for ProfitWell before and we sunset it. Like, I don't want to do that again. I said, all you need to do, man, is create a link on ProfitWell's dashboard that they can click that takes them to the summit model with the numbers filled in. That's that's right there on the screen. You, you've got the data. And so that's in my mind. And this is in my mind. I'm like, I can't get ProfitWell and all these companies to just put links to summit on their pages. That's not realistic. It's going to take forever. And then, and then I had this other thing in my mind. So somehow that came together in this moment where I realized that, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, a browser extension that just grabs the values on the screen that, that are needed creates an anchor tag with the values interpolated into the, to the URL, to the href. <laughs> and basically when you click the extension, it just says, here's your link to Summit. And you click it can literally just send the value. We can just send them to the right URL on summit to run the app with their data. And it's like, so I did an eight second demo on Twitter today and I don't know how many people have seen it yet, but those that have seen it are kind of wondering how is this possible? (laughs) And it's the simplest thing in reality. It's just a link with the numbers in it that are on the page that you're looking at. And it works. It it just works. You just take the values, put them into a link, you click the link, and there you go. It opens a new tab. And so I showed a, a demo where you're looking at the ProfitWell homepage, or sorry, dashboard. It's got your MRR in it, your churn, your goals, all this stuff. Click the Summit extension. It says, load this in Summit. <laughs> you click that, and voila. Now you're looking at a Summit page with your MRR, your growth goals, <laughs> Your number of customers, it's just all there. And uh, I, as you can tell, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted because we've turned using Summit into a click, which I didn't think was going to be possible. Yeah, it's pretty insane. I will say, like, it didn't click with immediately for me. Like, I, I could see, like, how you could technically, technically do that, but it, I couldn't mm. see how you would feasibly, like, make that work for enough websites to really make it interesting. But then mm-hmm. when you were basically saying to me, like, you know, the, the person that built the calculator, they know what's relevant to support it from this Chrome extension so they can just do that part as well. Then it kind of clicked for me. I was like, okay, yeah. So you're almost like allowing the people that are building the calculators to build the integration with the actual thing. And they don't even need to do an integration. It's all there in the browser. 
It's all there in the browser, just links. So I, I did a proof of concept with ProfitWell and then a Stripe Capital loan where you, if you're viewing a loan in your Stripe dashboard, you just click the link, sends the details of the loan into a Summit calculator that calculates the interest rate and allows you to adjust your cash on hand. and everything. So you can basically analyze the loan in Summit with one click. And I'm working on a real estate one now. So I built a mortgage calculator. It's very robust. And I'm going to create a link. I'm going to add support for Zillow. So that if you're viewing property in Zillow or in future Redfin or any real estate website, Why is it doing all we this? need is the purchase price. It sends you to a URL that's a mortgage calculator. And then that's in Summit. So now you've got, you can adjust your down payment. You can look at property taxes. We basically create a really incredible mortgage calculator experience for you. And you can just use that instead of some, some, a lot of sites don't have a good one or they just don't even have one, right? And you've got to basically take that value and put it into something else and visit a bunch of sites. So I think of it as like this extension is basically putting all of Summit's powers kind of a click away for this increasingly number, you know, increasing number of very popular websites. So any site where there's numbers displayed that you want to put through a Summit calculator, we can apply this pattern and... Obviously, some SaaS metrics is a no-brainer. I think about Zillow. I think about Mint, Wealthfront, real estate. Yeah, I basically go through the list, right? Like all the site, uh, HubSpot, Google Analytics, any site that has numbers on it that you want to run through Summit, we just add support in the extension, click the button, and it loads. Yeah, and maybe people wouldn't think about running their Google Analytics numbers through Summit, but when they have the extension and it kind of pops up when you go to Google Analytics, it's like, oh, interesting. Oh, they added support for this. That's cool. Click, and then it's a traffic forecast that lets you play with the assumptions and the numbers. It's like, oh, what if we increase traffic by 5% a month? And it's just pulling straight from your GA with no integration on our part, other than URLs, which is you know, Tim Berners-Lee, man. Links are undefeated. <laughs> yeah, th- this is kind of crazy. Like, I don't really, I don't know what to think of it. I think it's really cool, and... And I'm just like super excited to see kind of like where where you're going with it. But I'm also like thinking that you're a bit mad, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, that's whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mad scientist. And uh, yeah, but I was pretty blown away when I saw the the eight second GIF on Twitter. The, yeah. the funny thing is like the ProfitWell one is basically what Summit V1 was for me. Like that was that was what you had is like, you click this button, then you get your data from ProfitWell. And then like we run these simulations here and, and do a forecast. And then the difference is like, first of all, like whenever I wanted to change something there, like I had to talk to you and you had to like write literal Python code. Yeah. And and deploy. And now like you could do a, a Summit V1 per day if you wanted, or like multiple yeah. per day or and other people can do them. Yeah. So literally in the last 24 hours, I've done a calculator and corresponding extension kind of parsing or, or link for three giant websites right and yeah it just gets easier so yeah you're, you you install the extension you're kind of browsing the web if it's if that page is supported a little green maybe badge shows up on it you click it and suddenly you are able to run the numbers that you have on your screen through this calculator that's you know because people have to build these you think about like hubspot's pipeline view you know, people have to build these 
pages to report data for you in your CRMs, in your marketing tools, analytics tools, and you just want to run some analysis on them so many times. And to do that, you've got to do what? Download a spreadsheet of all the numbers, put it into, you know, load up that spreadsheet, start making charts. <laughs> and at the end, you like, you really just wanted to kind of play with the assumptions. We're taking that like 20 or 30 minute exercise and turning it into a click, right? A free click um, for all these popular tools. And the the, the grand scheme, you know, what's the point here? Ultimately, we just want to drive usage of Summit, right? Because the more people that use its calculators, the more people are inspired to make them. The more people that make them, the more coverage there is. The more coverage there is, the more people that use them. It's just this nice reinforcing loop. And it's, even if I'm the only one that's making the apps for now and doing this at the rate of one every other day or so, I can probably do I can pretty big list of like at least do the market leaders in every you know in most categories by the end of the year <laughs> so that's just a lot of utility for one free extension right it's like if you install this one extension it will enhance 50 percent of the SaaS products that you use to run your business like why wouldn't you <laughs> you know add, add yeah. that right uh, yeah that's the idea the summit marketing team right now is like dude we just did this big push of positioning and we just launched this website and like now there's another thing we need to oh yeah <laughs> talk oh, about oh yeah 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 we had a big we had a nice i mean the, this isn't when i share this stuff on twitter it's not new to the team but it's probably was shared with them a day be, you know two days before but the reality is we need we need a growth engine and we we all know that and a growth engine is something where when you do one thing it helps the other and me going around to SaaS founders, building custom calculators is how it started. And I mean, it continue to do that, but building calculators that, and then the next step was like, well, why don't I just focus on building popular ones, <laughs> right? Like ones that everybody wants. And then we started getting traffic, like the fire calculator and others. So this is, is sort of a natural extension. Like, well, for these 3000 people to fill out this fire calculator, they kind of had to like pull numbers off the top of their head or go to their Wealthfront account or whatever. And it's like, well, how can we make that easier? Oh, well, what if when you were on your Wealthfront page, the Summit extension just lit up and you could click it and it would launch the fire calculator from the extension, right? Based on the numbers that are already on your screen. I'm pretty sure that that's the level of frictionlessness, if that's a good word, but that's the lack of friction you need in 2022 in order to truly go viral. Like, I think you actually need something that is completely... No new skills required. People know how to add browser extensions and how to click links. And there's a reward. And there's immediate gratification. That's like the bar. We talk a lot about this podcast about how high the bar is for SaaS. I think the bar for something to be extremely popular or to break through is essentially zero friction hedonism. Right? It's like, what's in it for me right now? And why should I share this? And if you can do that, I think actually the, the the rails of the internet are completely greased at this point where like things that do meet those requirements get shared like insanely fast. That's actually gotten faster and better than the old days of like, let me hit forward on this email. You know, <laughs> it's like people are staring at their phones 24 seven, forwarding links, texting each other, all this stuff as we see TikTok, all this stuff. But 
I think the bar for like what you have to do to get people to do that action has gotten higher. Where when I built Storm Pulse in 2006, 2007, 2008, when people saw this incredible product, they would actually go, wow, the internet is so cool. Let me copy this link, open up an email, put it in an email and email it to a bunch of people and say, look at this cool site I found. Or like, let me put it on Dig, right? Or Delicious. And we like had all these ways of sharing things where that's like work now. Like if you, if you told somebody like, how good would something have to be for you to copy a link, put it in an email and send it to 10 of your friends, right? These days, you'd be like, I probably just wouldn't do that. Like I'll, I'll click retweet. I'll tell someone at a conference if they ask me, but I'm not going to go out of my way to like compose an email to share something. And I think for me, the pressure that I've been feeling lately is like the growth hacking ethos of how do I make this 2022 compatible <laughs> from a adoption standpoint, right? Which is to say, I think the market for Summit is gigantic, but in order to, to, to make a dent in that market, it's got to be like so, again, frictionless and, and easy to adopt, right? And I'm just being realistic. Like I, I know what you're saying, like, oh, wow, there's yet another thing. I think of all this as like growth hacking, basically, embeds, extensions, links, sharing. I'm basically just challenging myself every day to say, how can I make it even easier for people to discover and use Summit? Because I've got 100 million people to get to, right? And, and five founders a day isn't going to cut it, you know? It's got to go exponential at some point. So there's the behind the scenes of what, what my brain's doing. Fascinating. Do you feel that pressure? I do, yeah. Not a uh, hundred million people necessarily. I think that's not really what we're building with a form builder. Like it definitely had have to be more than a form builder, which it could mm. be, of course. But I think I don't think Reform needs to reach hundred million customers to be like you know the company of our dreams. You know, I will say it might re- it might reach 100 million people in terms of people filling out forms that's what i would yeah exactly. because it's yeah, yeah yeah i think we're pretty close at like having like a hundred thousand form views per month or something like that it's like a lot of people <laughs> seeing reform every month so i want to kind of fun thought experiment here we talk about freemium a lot in this space and you have a free tier i have a free trial now but there's free usage now of, of the apps and something that I was thinking about is there's always like this ratio between free and paid. <laughs> and for for a lot of products, obviously the free percentage is really small. I've known that. We all know that. I think YouTube, I, I ran the numbers and I think it literally is one. There's maybe N billion monthly active users on YouTube. And then there's 1% of those those numbers of channels. So that's how many like ostensibly how many creators there are. Now creators can have multiple channels. But you're solidly in the half percent to one percent amount for people that actually create stuff on YouTube versus just watch. I think that's interesting. But then there's other but then there's other marketplaces like where am I going with this before I go down this rabbit hole? Like I think as SaaS founders with freemium products, it can be stressful when you don't know what that ratio is gonna be and you have like an expectation, like, well, you know, I, I think for every hundred, right? form filler outer people, we're probably going to get a subscription because somebody wants to create a form or a free user because somebody wants to create a form. I think actually those numbers can be completely, they can be wild disparities between those percentages because I was thinking about like another industry of like video games. So 
like what percentage of people play video games versus like take the time to make video games it's not even one percent right it's like some absurdly small percentage yeah and so if you're creating a tool and this is where i was thinking like if you're creating a tool that helps people make video games right your expectation should be that what is it for like every hundred thousand people that play maybe million people that play like one person might actually make one and we ran into this head-on with summit where i'm building these models and apps we have about a you know we have, we have enough paying customers that it's much more than me that can create these things. But what we realized was, wow, for every one app I make, there could be, like if I make a real estate app for short-term property rentals, that's one app and one developer. That could be a million users. Like, is that ridiculous to think there's a million people out there that like want to run the numbers on their property or hosting? I don't think that's actually ridiculous. So that's not even 1%. That's like, (laughs) that's some absurd, you know, ratio. And that insight has actually really helped us dial in our go-to-market expectations around to get this flywheel spinning, right? What do we need to really do, right? That's why I said the 100 million. It's like, if only 100 people use a Summit app, it doesn't even, it hardly exists, right? It, it should be so much more than that. And that's that's been part of the tension here. Yeah, that's super interesting. Like, I think, I think it's kind of different for us because I don't really think we want, we don't want like a couple of really big form users necessarily. Like, I think we just want more like widespread adoption of like, because with... With reform, like really, like the big need for a lot of people is also just to create forms. Like mm-hmm. a large amount of people that run a business or work in a business create forms for stuff. Yeah, you know, even when you were in university, like you would create forms for like surveys and side projects and you know extracurricular activities and stuff like that. So that's the skill, like, and that's that helps calibrate these expectations because the skill of creating a form. It exists for a lot of people. Like most Yeah, Reform is not the first they're like, Whoa, I created this thing. They call it a form. And I was blown away that you could like type into it and click this button and then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that ratio is gonna be very different. And I think uploading video, it's gonna be very different. But if it was like you can create video games on this PlayStation console, most people are gonna be like, I know what a video game is and I played one but I have not the foggiest idea where to start when it comes to making it, right? So yeah, those numbers are, um, it's good to know what kind of business you're building. Uh, you know, I'm on my what, typical sort of raves or diatribes, depending on how you look at it, but like, I, I there's so much fog in terms of like, we just throw out these things like, oh, with freemium, you know, 1% of people are, you know, whatever. And then I create this app platform that lets you create these data apps. And I'm noticing that it's nowhere near 1%. And it's like, should I be worried? Like, it should be higher. And then realizing, oh my gosh, this ratio could end up being like 0.000001%. Like, it could be could be tiny. And that's not a problem as long as the leverage is there, right? If one app can be used by that many people, then it's fine. It's not a big deal. And, and you know, yours is different. So I got up really early today because I've been so kind of mad scientist excited about all this. And it probably shows with some of my <laughs> difficulty in 
getting to the end of my update. So appreciate your listening. <laughs> no, the, this was really good. Thanks for uh, taking us on the into your mind of exponential growth. And <laughs> <laughs> someone actually asked me earlier today in a meeting what my plan was for reform. So I did think about these things a little bit or kind of like my where I wanted to take it. I think it's just so like we could take it to so many different directions and I kind of go back and yeah. forth. Like part of me is thinks about like how I think this, this could be a really big business. There is uh, definitely other form businesses that got quite big. And honestly, like most of the time I'm just like, I just want to survive. Like that's my goal right now is for reform to stay alive and for me to be able to work on it. So it's kind of this, this interesting, like, you know, that's not really like a growth mindset, you know, when, when that's kind of how you're thinking. But at the same time, it, it's kind of that like hungry mindset. That's still, I think, a pretty good mindset. I, I've talked to Bjorn about this a lot lately that I have this feeling that like if we both want to work on reform and we, we're excited about it and that and as long as we know that we want to work on it, we'll find a way to do it. Because right mm -hmm. now, like we haven't run out of money yet. But the reason we haven't run out of money is because we're like not taking very high salaries and I'm working with Tailwind and, you know, we just got a, a, a nice little bump in our cash flow because we ran like a big deal that was quite successful for us. So like we, we can do all these things to survive. And mm -hmm. I feel like as long as we know that we want to work on reform, we can figure out ways to survive and they don't necessarily have to require us raising money or whatever like as long as we decide we're that we want to work on reform and that in our minds it's alive it can stay alive you know that's great time's on your side in that sense that's something i think more about than like oh it'd be nice when this is doing 20 million a year like right now it's more like oh it'd be nice to like get to a point where we could breathe you know <laughs> sure yeah the foundation is good the product's good and now it's moving it's developing much quicker than it was not that long ago so if you can keep going then yeah I, we talked about this before like there's not a silver bullet here but you could definitely accelerate this thing by just continuing to ship yeah like our chart mogul dashboard looks insane right now i think <laughs> compared to what it's been looking like it's like we're it in like the last three weeks or something like that, we've grown like almost 20%. And then for some reason, like last month we had a lot of churn, but this month we don't. So like some months we have like quite high churn. And I, and I think it's like, then we do a big push and then like a percentage of those people kind of churn as almost like activation churn, you know? Mm -hmm. but, but like this month we have like negative 3% churn. That's amazing. <laughs> so and the cash flow is up 150 percent in the last 30 days heck yes so it's like, it looks very good in chart mogul right now obviously Beautiful. like you know the actual numbers are not like you gotta take a picture high. of that one cut it out put it in your wallet when you're feeling <laughs> down you just open it up <laughs> i'm thinking of that donald trump tweet stop the count <laughs> <laughs> it's good as it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll take this <laughs> My dad always used to ask me before big exams, he would, so the Danish scale is like from whatever, like minus three to 12 or so. It's kind of weird scale. 
Mm. But he was he would always ask me like, you know, the day before, be like, would you sell this for a ten today, or would you sell it for seven, or how are you feeling about it? <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd totally sell it for a ten today. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would log in twenty percent month over month growth for the next year if I could. For Heck sure. Yeah. So I'm excited and I'm kind of proud that we executed a plan and and for the first time it felt like, okay, we're going to do some marketing and we've we've thought through like how is this actually going to work and and wh- how, why are people going to pay us now and not in three months and 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 that worked. So I feel really good about that and it made me really hungry basically to do more of that. Mm. So I've been really in like in deal mode in a sense yeah yeah and randomly two newsletters reached out to me last week or this week about sponsoring them one i had talked to before like back in in the early fall like fall i no sorry early spring i was talking to a few newsletters we sponsored a few but one of them came back and asked if we wanted to sponsor them now and i was like runway is pretty tight can we get like 20 percent off and he was like, uh, sure, let's go. <laughs> and then the other one was like, our CPC is like 2.5. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Can we do 1.5? And he's like, okay. <laughs> so I think <laughs> nice. right now is like yeah. a really good time to uh, sponsor newsletters. Mm, and then like the third that. one was Arvid Carl. He tweeted about his newsletter. So I told him I want to sponsor it. And I didn't bargain because he didn't get, he didn't come inbound. But if you're coming inbound, I'll ask for a bar, you know, like a better That's price. <laughs> and Good on you. Yeah. So we're sponsoring three newsletters this week. Cool. And for all of them, like I really, it hasn't worked yet. One of them is live. It hasn't really converted yet. So I'm not sure it is going to work, but at least I feel like I tried something different instead of just like describing reform. The, the copy I used was more like one of them just said like form builder deal. Hmm. And in my head, I was like, I was kind of thinking like, could we almost make this like our own like mini AppSumo? Hmm. And so it was like form builder deal. Another one was like reform form builder deal. And, and it was like, you know, uh, this is a form builder deal for readers of this newsletter. Here's like a really big coupon. Like if you use this and it's only valid for whatever, seven days or whatever made sense for that newsletter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that whole experience has kind of like just made me curious to see if we can continue to like be smart about nice. adding more like time pressure and and just kind of like trying to find those channels that could work for us. I'm not sure if it's going to be newsletters. Right now, I like kind of really want to start my own newsletter because it's like I really want to pay these people money to talk about reform in their newsletter. It sure would be nice if we had our own newsletter with a lot of subscribers and we could email them like two times a week, you know? Yeah, fair enough. A little little red siren icon just went off on your screen, <laughs> metaphorically, when you said that, because I'm like, the time. I worry about the time. Like, that's why I can only tweet. Every time I think about newsletters or blogs, I just, I get overwhelmed. Do, do you, does that overwhelm you, just the thought of having to, I don't know, write something regularly like that? Uh, Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it feels like at the same time as like we're paying someone to like churn out 8,000 words for SEO purposes right now. That's true. That's true. Like there yeah, are ways yeah. to like turn on a newsletter machine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, yeah. Side note, I had a ghostwriter yeah. DM me on Twitter the other day. <laughs> nice. Hard pass. To write your tweets? No, literally to write my tweets. And I'm like, bro, I like oh. Twitter. 
can you, what, are you <laughs> kidding? He's like, oh, I got your, t-. he sent me a screenshot of like a Google Docs where it said at the top, like Matt Wensing's tweets. And he had like, he's like, it's like a teaser, you know, like, oh, I've got, I've got tweets that are great that are just in <laughs> like, this is the weirdest thing. <laughs> I also like tweeting and I have no problem doing it a lot. So go talk to someone else, please. But yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, a newsletter could just be like tweets. <laughs> I, I actually think if I did that, I would just take a popular tweet and expand on it. That would probably be my my way around that. So yeah. Anyways, that's not something I'm serious about right now, but it is just kind of crossed my mind yeah, today yeah. that it's like, okay, we're paying to be in three different newsletters today. Yeah. And then on my first million and on the last acquired about AWS, they talked about kind of turning a, a cost center into a profit center. So the idea of like. Well, it just kind of made me think like having your own distribution and then we could just monetize it by, you know, talk about reform. That would be pretty yeah, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So I still TBD if that's going to work, but it's at least it's like, you know, just putting stuff into the marketing machine. I am working on this like stupid video that I've been working on for two days. It's still not really the way I want it to be, but I am working on a video I'm not going to say what it is because I want that like surprise <laughs> yeah. element. I, I, saw, I saw one screenshot and I was surprised <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for. I, I, I'm going for a video where you, you have to click the thumbnail and hopefully also the retreat button. Oh, yeah. Because we, uh, we silently launched the ability to do headless forms last week. Hmm. And... I don't even know if people know what a headless form means, but in WordPress, people talk a lot about headless WordPress, where it's basically, you just use WordPress as almost like an API. And for reform, it's basically, you can create whatever form you want. I, I know I've talked about this already, but uh, several people told me after last podcast, they didn't really understand what I meant. But basically, you mm-hmm. can take whatever form you create in you know, just like on your static side in HTML or in Webflow or in WordPress or wherever, you're creating a form and you basically just point that form to a reform. So reform kind of becomes the back end for this form. And that means that you can have a form that like is completely native to your own website, but it has all the power of reform of like logic and routing and redirecting and integrations. And that I think that's like a really appealing, especially as we're like kind of focusing more and more on the sales and marketing use cases, where it very often starts with a type of form on a website that kind of sends you into some type of flow, you know? Yeah. And you want that form to look great on your website. So you just want to have your like normal web designer make a form and then you just kind of plug it into reform. And it is, that is all you're doing. Like it's very plug and play. Do you mind if I dig into the technical part one more time? Because I asked you about this before. It kind of blows in mind that it works and I've never really dabbled in this space or like tried this, but you're basically posting to reform instead of your own server, correct? That's the obvious thing. So the post. Yeah, if, if, you've, if anyone has created a, a, a form in HTML, you know that it's like a form tag. And then one of the attributes is the action. And the action... And the method. And the method would be post. You're sending a post HTTP request. And the action is basically the URL that you're posting to. Mm-hmm. So instead of like your own, you know, website handler, slash basically. submit or whatever, yeah. you in the action is like a reform URL 
for your form. And then for each input field in your form, the yeah. name corresponds to the name of that form block in reform. Okay. So those mappings, th- those mappings are the same. And it doesn't matter really which one you start with then in that case, because you can build it out in HTML and then come to reform and just as long as the names match, it'll, it'll handle it. You get the URL, put it in there. And now you yeah. have all the powers of reform, but styling is completely up to you. Yep. Nice. So it solves a big problem for us because we don't want to build like Webflow <laughs> into reform. Right. Right. So <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> a really easy way is just to let people use Webflow. <laughs> there you go. Instead of rebuilding Webflow. Yeah. Then they get fancier form handling once the person hits the button. Right. It's interesting because this wouldn't really make sense for someone to invest in doing that if you didn't do something better than just collecting an initial submission. But now that you have the logic and the routing, it depends. Yeah, it's true. Because you, have, I mean, you don't it, always have a backend. Yeah, that's right. You have the backend. If you have yeah. a static website, yeah. Duh. you have to send it somewhere. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. And like when we launched Reform, we had our early mm. access form, which was basically styled as a Reform, but it, Reform, it, the app didn't exist, so we didn't have a backend for it. And we used mm-hmm. Netlify's form product, which works in the same way. Yeah. So That's because cool, they man. work with static sites, they know that oftentimes you need forms and you just need a database for those form submissions, you know? Yeah. But obviously reform is more than just a database because we have integrations, we have logic and exactly. redirects. All that UHL, undifferentiated heavy lifting. Yeah. I, and the cool thing, which you yeah. kind of mentioned last time, is like you can hook up your form to this and then you can add all this stuff later if you want. That's right. Like I now have a no-code tool reform to do whatever I want to once the person clicks that button without a developer writing more core right. you know, code, right? It's nice. Yeah. Very cool, man. But there's more. We also launched our <laughs> probably hey, one of the most requested features <laughs> ever, which is a phone number field of all things. And <laughs> it's just been like hanging over my head because it's like, it sounds so easy. That's why everyone is asking for it. But it, I just know that it's like, it's the yeah. worst, basically. Yeah. International, kill me. Yeah. <laughs> and and the thing is, like, a lot of people want US support. But also, like, not everyone, you know? <laughs> and, Heaven forbid somebody wants validation, too. I mean, I assume these are sort of solved problems from a validation standpoint. But that doesn't mean it's fun or easy. Yeah. Like, so I think yeah. we landed a good place where by default, when you're at a phone number field, it's a US phone number, and then you can switch it to international. And then when it's international, people have to like put in a country code, basically, like plus something. And then uh, we found, I think Bjorn found like some sort of JavaScript library that that uh, styles it. So it adds like, you know, spaces in the right places. Mm. I wasn't meant to rhyme <laughs> can't help yourself now you're like full presentation yeah. mode <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah but we have that now and i'm trying to think about how we should launch that i was maya was joking that now we have to, like because i told her about my idea for that other video and and she's like now you have to come up with something bigger every time so i'm trying to come up with what it is for the phone number field and <laughs> i'm not sure if it's going to be bjorn and i recreating beyonce and lady gaga's 
telephone music video, but we'll see. <laughs> You'll come up with something that's nearly as good. I have no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Something. <laughs> something. I cannot wait. This is going to be delightful. I'm going to save this for when I like two glasses of wine in and I just need something. <laughs> Can't yeah. wait. So definitely like the, the marketing gears are, chur- are churning and good. turning. Mine too. Yeah. Cool. And and are the what's coming up now basically is we're kind of getting slowly getting started on two integrations with CRM systems. And and then the other thing is like I really really want to like redo our positioning and I've talked about it for a while now but I I hope we had more time to talk about it today because I kind of want to get your I just want your like you know, I'm re-listening to Obviously Awesome now just to kind of get in the mood. I've read the book, yeah, books good. a few times. I've read it a few times already. But it's just it's just such a big task, you know? And it's like, where do you even start? It's just a, it's an overwhelming task to like redo your positioning. And it's starting to like fall into place, I think, in my head. So I think it is very soon time to like start to get something down on paper. I've been, been playing around with a tool called Excalidraw since I joined Tailwind because they use that. It's sort of like a mock-up tool. Yeah, it's cool. And I'll have to check that out. You're the second person to mention that this week. Yeah, I think I'm going to basically start to like basically recreate the website or whatever I have in mind in there and start to like play around with some new positioning. Yeah. Nice. That's what on what's on my plate. But it is really hard to like think creatively when you haven't slept for a very long time. And the longest stretch is like two hours if you're really lucky, you know? Yeah. Don't discount how nice a 20-minute, well, for me at least. I'm not, this shouldn't be advice, but to survive those days, I do remember finding like a 20-minute, 20 25-minute nap in the afternoon. Just whatever I could get it like was survival for me. I couldn't just do it with the nights being as bad as they were. I just remember sleeping yeah. whenever I could. So, yeah, man. It's, if I were there in Denmark, I'd come over every once in a while and <laughs> try, <laughs> try to help out distract <laughs> distract the one like okay appreciate take it nap, take a nap guys you're doing amazing given given the circumstances man i gotta say so yeah thank you help, yeah i'm generally pretty excited about things i'm literally just tired like it you know some days you feel like on like you don't feel motivated you feel kind of bad you know yeah. But it, it I think it really helps if you know why that is. It's like there's a really 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 good explanation to why I'm not feeling very good today. So I'm like allowed <laughs> to just like roll with it, you know, because right. I know what's wrong. You there's not really right. a fix for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did the root cause analysis yeah. and it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not like I feel like like I need to figure out the meaning of life or like, I don't really know what to do with my myself or like which direction to go in or whatever. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that some people struggle to sleep at night because they just can't sleep. And in the same way that it might be hard for other people to understand what it's like to have a child that won't sleep. I have a hard time understanding that. So I guess yeah. maybe that's the, the way to like, kind of like understand how it can be just tough to kind of like understand because if i have an opportunity to sleep i'll just sleep you know yeah <laughs> i won't yeah. be laying around thinking about if i can sleep or not yeah exactly now you do your path man let's keep doing this <laughs> but you're doing awesome yeah. 
Appreciate it. And uh, keep doing a uh, madman stuff. <laughs> it's inspiring. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. I don't know what our version of that is, but uh, you'll find it. All cool. right, man. Take it easy. Good one. See ya. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.